Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Shelton. Episode 30, we have a stack show for you ahead of UFC 259. We're first joined up by the UFC light heavyweight champion and one half of the main event, Jan Blahovich, to preview his fight against Israel Adesanya. We talk about Adesanya moving up, whether he thought Glover Teixeira was going to get the shot. Really insightful stuff from Jan, who thinks he just has the power to shut out Adesanya's lights. He doesn't think Adesanya will be able to last very long a light heavyweight. It's a different kind of power. It's it's a big step for uh, for Adesanya to go up 20 pounds, but this is a fascinating fight, and Jan's ready for it. We're then joined by Drew Dober to preview his main card fight against Islam Makhachev. Drew Dober knows it's pretty simple. The UFC wants Islam Makhachev to win. They think he's Habib's kind of protege, but this is a shot of redemption for Drew Dober. He knows, you look at his career, he's struggled against grapplers, OAM, Benil Dariush. This is his shot to kind of prove everyone how much better his wrestling has gotten. And he also thinks he has the power. Just he only needs one punch, and he can knock out Islam Makhachev. We're then joined by Casey Kenny to preview his prelim fight. Yes, this is a prelim fight against Dominic Cruz. This is a this is how stacked this card is. Dominic Cruz fighting on the prelims, but this is a big opportunity for Casey Kenny. He's kind of surprised he's fighting the former champion, and he's the betting favorite, which kind of surprises him. But this is a huge fight for Casey Kenny. If Casey Kenny wins this one, he knows he's skyrocketing up the bandweight rankings. He can start calling his shots, but he knows Cruz is no easy task. He knows the footwork and the range and the striking is going to cause some problems. But Casey Kenny thinks he has Cruz solved. We're then going to be joined by Kyler Phillips to preview his fight against Song Yudong. This is a f- under-the-radar fight. This one could be a fight of the night written all over. Song Yudong and Kyler Phillips both come forward, both really entertaining strikers. This is Kyler Phillips' biggest... Uh, fight today. This is a chance to get into the rankings. He's actually teammates with Casey Kenny and Shadow O'Malley, so he's gotten a lot of good looks for this fight. And Kyler Phillips is ready to go. He doesn't think Song Yudong will be able to hang with him on the feet. And to close things out, we're joined by Tim Elliott to preview his fight against uh, Jordan Espinosa. This is a good fight. This is a fight that Tim and Jordan have kind of been going back and forth for quite a bit. Jordan used to train with James Krause. He left, and it's now tim elliott training with james crow so it's it's kind of a good storyline but this tim kind of knows if he loses this he thinks he could be cut he's been cut before so this is do or die for him but tim thinks he has the right game plan to beat jordan espinosa thank you all for listening be sure to share the show subscribe and tune in next week for another episode of just scrap radio all right we're joined by the light heavyweight champ jan blahovich jan how's it going all good thank you uh, first title defense coming up when you and Izzy fought on that same card and you both won did you think this was a possibility uh, no after the fight but uh, eight hours after the fight I, I knew that they could make this fight you know, because they sent me a message do you want to fight against uh, Adesanya in October they sent this message in uh, when I was in the plane when I'm back to Poland you know, <laughs> a couple hours later so I knew that moment, okay, I think he's going to be my next opponent. And I say, okay, no problem, but not in October. March is perfect for me. Yeah, because obviously you had the kids, which congratulations December, on that. December, December, not October, December. Yeah, but you obviously had the kids, so congratulations on that as well. How has that been? Yeah, I am a father, happy father. <laughs> it's it's something unbelievable, you know, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, I'm just happy, you know. Two, two, you know, 2020 was the worst year for everybody, but for me, the best in my life. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's weird, but it's true. And a lot of people thought Glover Teixeira should have got the title shot, especially after he beat Tiago Santos. Like, do you think if you get past Izzy, he is that next guy? Yeah, I think so. He he, he should to be, but you know, this is not me who 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 make the fight happen. I'm just you know sign the contract and do my job. Uh, so we will see, uh, uh, but I believe that he will be next after Easy. But I don't think about my next opponent now. I'm thinking only about Easy. What have you make of uh, Adesanya's UFC tenure? Because he's looked really good. Obviously, the Paul Cost one was good. Whitaker, he showed the power, but that's at 85. 205 seems like a lot different of a problem. Yeah, no, 205 got you know different power, different timing. You know, everything is different. Uh, it, so we will see how he gonna you know fight in, in 205. Uh, for sure he's gonna be faster than me. Uh, but you know, speed is not everything. I've got something for him. I prepared something nice for him and we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna be ready for everything. I'm not sure you saw, but Adesanya and his team came out and said they're not gonna add any weight because they think they're going back down to middleweight after. Are you surprised by that, that he's just gonna fight at whatever he fights at at 85? 
you know, I don't care about my opponent. Uh, even if I'm fighting two or five guys, you know, I don't care. They're gonna be, you know, to twenty the day of the fight or to thirty. I don't care. I think about my weight, you know, uh, and my. I don't. It's not my you no know, problem. Uh, what what weight he gonna you know have in in the fight, you know. Uh, I won't have uh, something like 220, something like this, and that's gonna be perfect for me. And it's, and he can be, you know, uh, uh, he can have, you know, 180 or uh, 230. I don't care. How do you see this fight playing out? Because obviously Adesanya is a striker like yourself, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like I think your wrestling could be a factor here, just because you're gonna be a lot stronger than him. Yeah, we do a lot of wrestling, you know. So maybe I will take him now. But like you say, I like fighting stand up. Every fight starts starting stand up, so. Uh, we will see, but for sure you are gonna have chance to take him down. I will do this. And if you get a, like, do you see yourself getting a knockout here? Because Adesanya is very durable, undefeated in MMA, but we have seen him get knocked out in kickboxing. Uh, yeah, I watched this fight many times, <laughs> so maybe I'm gonna use, you know, my stand-up skills to, to and try to knock him out. You know, this is one of my uh, game plan. So we have to just wait to 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 March six and. See the fight and show him the pole, legendary Polish power for sure. He's gonna feel it for sure. <laughs> I promise you, he's gonna feel the legendary Polish power. What do you think a win over Adesanya does for your legacy? Because this fight, a lot of people think it's for him, he can become a double champ. But if you're the one to hand him his first loss, you kind of take a lot of his hype, yeah. And it's good, it's good for me, it's good matchup for me in sport way and in media way, you know. Uh, I'm more underdog like always. Yeah. <laughs> in this fight, but all I like I goes I don't care. Uh, so if I if I won and I believe that I won this win this fight, so again I I, I prove people they they I deserve for respect and uh, I deserve for you know yeah I deserve for respect. That's it. Maybe more, more, a lot of people don't believe still don't believe in me. So maybe after this fight they'll start believing in me. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. I think it'd be your last like 10 fights. I think you've been the favorite like twice, and one was against Chakra. And I, and you've been not you only are your underdog, you're a big underdog a lot of these fights. Like, why do you think the odds makers aren't giving you the respect you deserve? No, this is not a question for me. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I just do what I, you know, best what I can do. Uh, and that's it. And, you know, I don't know, but you know, I don't care. Uh, but after, you know, I was underdog also when I fight against Rockhold. Yep. And one guy after the fight come to me in the in the hotel and he said, thank you, my friend, because I, you made me a rich man after the fight. And I said, why? Because he won 50,000 bucks on me, you know, because so put money on me and become a rich man. So. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 2-0 against the, uh, or I guess 2-0, I guess Tiago was a former middleweight, but you've had a lot of success against these middleweights moving up. Like, do you just think it's a, a different kind of power, different kind of strength when these guys move up to 205? No, everything is different. Our speed and uh, uh, time is different, you know. You can train with heavy guys, light heavyweight guys, but in the fight, everything looks different, you know. Uh, so he's going to feel it in, in, in the fight, uh, what I'm talking about. You mentioned that you already know he's going to be faster than you, but like, how do you just think that power advantage is going to be the difference in speed? Because really, speed isn't going to do a whole lot if you only need one punch to connect. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I believe that I, can, I just did one punch. And will be over. We'll see. You know, I'm gonna be ready for everything. You know, for wrestling, for for kickboxing. We've got you know good kickboxers, uh, lighter than me. They are really fast. So also, I've got heavy guys in my gym. I've got everything. So I'm gonna be ready for for every everything what he prepared for me. Have you wanna send you any messages? Not yet, but she she sent me later. Uh, when fight, you know, one week before the fight, I believe that she she called to me and say something good. So. Uh, I believe that she always do this. So this time she she do this again. I believe that. <laughs> are are you hoping to share a card with her one day? Have you main event, she co-main event, both fighting for championships? Maybe one day we will see. <laughs> we will see. It will be great. You know, maybe they do this uh, in Poland when uh, everything back to normal. It will be great. You know, great event. See something like this here in Poland in my country. Sounds good for me. Adesanya is one of like the UFC's biggest stars. Like, do you think the UFC is kind of hoping he wins this fight just because then it can set up that John Jones fight that they've kind of been pushing? You know, if they so I'm just man who destroyed this plan, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and they have to do something, uh, you know, different. Maybe this time they prepare something for me special. <laughs>
I know right now the event says it's targeted for Vegas, but obviously that can change. Are you hoping it's in Vegas or do you, are you open to going back out to fight on if that's the case? Uh, I can fight, you know, everywhere in the world, but I'm ready. You know, my mind is set on the Vegas, so I believe that it will happen in Vegas. Uh, I go there, you know, two and a half weeks before fight to catch the climate and, and stuff like this. So, and I like Vegas, you know, I know that now city looks a little bit different, but anyway, you know, we've got great Canyon over there. Uh, great mountains. I will go also to, to Charleston Mountains, something like this, uh, because I like mountains. So uh, I've got something to do over there uh, before fights. So I hope so. We're gonna fight in Vegas. Smaller octagon. Do you think that actually favors you because it gives Adesanya less room to work around and move? Because he's obviously known for his footwork. Yeah, it's it's you know I don't. I also I don't focus about it, but it's it's good for me. It's better for me that that, that, that octagon. It's a little bit smaller because you know. He's fast on his legs, so I don't have to, you know, uh, run uh, to get to catch him. <laughs> so that's a little bit better. Your body kicks are obviously a big part of uh, beating Dominic Reyes. Like, is that going to be still a big part of this game plan? Is going after Adesanya's legs? Always, always. My, especially my left leg. You know, even if I don't want to kick, I always do this. You know, it's like you know, I just, I'm just God give me this leg and. <laughs> Uh, it works even though I don't want to kick, and I see, you know, okay, I will kick anyway, you know. So, yes, for sure, I will, I'm gonna use it in this fight. It's not a secret. You've headlined cards before, this is the first time headlining a pay per view. What's that like for you? <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, we do this also. This is this is something what I love to do. I, I like to do is my, you know, passion. But also, this is my job, so it's important. Everything goes your way March 6th. Like, when would that ideal next title defense be for you? Uh, you know, in the end of the year, not sooner. You, you know, I am a father, so after yep. the fight, I want to focus a little bit about my son. And, you know, uh, my fiance, she, she, you know, now she take care of my son. She, she don't sleep in the night. I have to sleep because, you know, sleep is a really important part of the... Uh, training it's really good recovery for your body so i have to sleep so she's the the, the one sh you know shouldn't she don't sleep in the night so after the fight i have to take care of it a little bit more so in the end of the year next fight are they coming to vegas with you or are they staying back in poland uh my fiance she will be there but my son he will stay in poland he's gonna watch the fight in there <laughs> So, so, what's the ideal year for you? Obviously, beat Adesanya, then defend against Glover, like sometime in the fall, winterish time. Sounds good, you know. Sounds sounds good. Uh, just a few more things. Something you've mentioned is going up to heavyweight. Realistically, like when do you think that move is? Like beat Adesanya, beat Glover, and maybe one more fight at light heavyweight. You know, I I, I know that that I in future I will go to heavyweight, but I don't know when. I I think. Maybe two or three years, and then I will go there. Not sooner, but you know, never you never know what's gonna happen in future. So, but I believe that you know, four maybe five fights in two or five, and then go to heavyweight. And after you knocked out Corey Anderson, you were supposed to fight John Jones. John Jones obviously vacated the belt. You were trying to get him back down to two or five. Like, do you still think that's a possibility fighting him either at two or five or heavyweight? I don't think about John Jones anymore. You know. Now he's a problem in two in heavyweight. Uh, they've got problem in he, with him in, over there. Uh, if I go to heavyweight and he go will be still there, then I will start you know thinking about him again. Right now, I don't care. You know. All right, well, Jan, thanks so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for this interview. Like always, pleasure for me. <laughs> All right, we're joined by UFC lightweight Drew Dober, who's returning at UFC 259 to fight Islam Makachev. Drew, how's it going? Fantastic. Uh, just three more weeks of training and then fight week, and uh, man, it can't come soon enough. Yeah, you were obviously supposed to fight Diego Ferreira. That fight just kind of cursed, never happened. You end up taking on Alexander Hernandez last year. Your uh, two fights last year, I guess you got that one against Nazareth, and 2-0, two, two knockout wins. Like, what was last year like for you? Because obviously... It, you didn't get those big fights that I'm sure you wanted those ranked guys, but it's still a good year going to it. Oh, uh, improvement. You know, uh, you guys get to see the 15 minutes. I'm actually in the cage, but the entire year I was, uh, I was 
improving, getting better. And I had Diego on my mind, who's a, a very solid uh, grappler. So, man, I was trying to focus on my grappling and improve the holes in my game. And uh, uh, I just try to be a better and a more evolved version of myself than the last time. And getting this opponent, like, were you surprised you're the guy getting Islam Akhachev? Because he was booked in the main event against RDA. Like, I, I, you're obviously lower in the rankings. Like, I thought they'd want to kind of keep that match or keep pushing him towards the title. Because now Habib's gone. I think they kind of want to give him that push. Uh, and all of us, I think he's a, a hard person to find a fight for. Not a lot of people want to fight Islam. Uh, he's got all that hype around him. And, and uh, man, he's on my he's been on my radar since, uh, what, 2017. So, man, I've been eager to uh, compete with him. And uh, I just had the feeling of, like, they were looking for a fight for Islam. I raised my hand. And I said, uh, I would definitely fight him. So, I think it was just him getting in the cage and then, uh, you know, me accepting the fight. And, uh, man, it was, it was a great matchup. And I know you're probably not thinking about it right now, but I've Daniel Cormier's mentioned it. I've talked to Javier Mendez, who's Habib's coach countless times, and they basically said the only way, or Javier told me, the only way they can see Habib get him back is if someone goes out there and beats Islam and gets to the top. Like, is that a thought on your mind where you go out there, win it one or two more, and maybe you're the guy welcoming Habib back? Uh, no, I don't think so, to be honest. You know, I, I, I think I'm in the brothers and then, like, uh, you know, definitely uh, would tick uh, Khabib if, you know, I beat Islam in a in a crazy fashion. But and I'm just worried about Islam right now. And, you know, in my mind, Khabib's retired. And I don't think he's going to come back uh, out of retirement to fight the current 16 ranked lightweight. So, uh, man, it's just kind of humorous for me. But, uh, man, Islam's tough. So I have all my, you know, all my thought and focus is, uh, is on Islam. And then after that fight, yeah, we'll see. Islam Makhachev, 14th ranked guy, but I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, especially the UFC, would have thought he would have been farther along, but just you mentioned, like, it's a hard time getting him fights. Like, what intrigued you so much to accept this fight? Because you've seen it. I think a lot of people don't really bring up Islam's name when they're calling out ranked guys. Uh, yeah, I think he's extremely tough. I think he um, has the ability to capitalize on the, uh, the holes and the mistakes I have in my game. So this is just a, a proving ground for me and uh, to everyone that, man, as soon as I beat Islam, I'm ready for everyone in the top 10 division. You know, I just Islam, I think, is underrated. And, uh, you know, with a win over Islam, I know full well I can compete with the Michael Chandler's and Dustin Poirier's and, and all that stuff. So, man, I'm absolutely excited to showcase my talent and my abilities against the guy that's, you know, touted to be the next Russian champion. Uh, so, man, I, I am super excited, and it's going to be open up a lot of opportunities for me. I'm sure you've probably seen it too, where a lot of people go, oh, this is kind of a hand-picked fight for Islam because Drew Dover, last time we fought two grapplers, got submitted. Like, is this a fight, a bit of redemption for you to to quiet all those doubters that, hey, your grappling has improved? Uh, you know, it's, you know, also it quiets the, uh, the the doubts and negativity in my head as well. Like, yeah, it, it shows that, you know, I have been submitted in my last and, uh, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been taken down and, you know, it's kind of like my holes. But, man, I focus so hard on uh, my holes and, and, and the way I fight that, you know, I, I focus on all of 2020, you know, preparing for Diego if that fight ever happened. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to showcase that. And against Islam, I mean, he's definitely the one that's going to show those improvements. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, prove to everyone else. But really, I just try to prove to myself that, like, yeah, it all worked. It all paid off. And Islam's not this, like, undefeated guy. He does have that one loss. And we saw it basically the way he lost was just that one-punch KO. You have a ton of knock power. Like, is that a fight? Is that way you kind of see packed victories just landing that one big shot knocking him out? I mean, if if I want to devote all my energy and eggs into, like, just hoping that one will land, then yeah. you know, I'm going to lose that fight. But, no, I'm, I'm thoroughly prepared that this fight will be a grappling match, and I can't avoid that. And uh, I'm just trying to make his life uncomfortable for the 15 minutes that I'm in there. And whether it's with my hands or my feet or with my wrestling or my jujitsu, you know, my goal is to make him uncomfortable. And, uh, and it's up to him uh, what mistakes he wants to make in the cage. You know, if he wants to leave his chin open, I will take that. But if he leaves his neck open, I'll take, take that as well. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, I love getting the knockout wins for everyone. Uh, so that's definitely my, my plan A. But I have many other uh, attributes that can win this fight too. And what I talked to Poirier when he was fighting Habib, something he mentioned was, he's like, look, I already know I'm going to be on my back, but it's about what I do once I'm on my back. Is that part of your game plan is, you know, you're probably going to take down at least once in this fight. And it's about what happens once you get taken down. Oh, absolutely. 
And I, I think that mentality, you know, showcased why Dustin Poirier did so well against Khabib. Uh, you know, he lost that fight, but I think he put up like one of the, you know, the best, you know, uh, fights up against him. So, yeah, you can't completely avoid a takedown. You can't just avoid wrestling. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a wrestling match with punches. And so I will wrestle. I will punch. I will look for the knockout. And yeah, if I'm on my back, I'm on my back. But I have my uh, abilities there too. Uh, you know, like I've been in mixed martial arts since I was a teenager, so I do have some things on my back as well. You have really good cardio too, especially training at elevation. Like that's a big bonus in this fight because grappling kind of makes everyone tired. But at least you get the bit better the air up there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so. Yeah, I have all the resources and all the people on my team to constantly grapple with me. So, yeah, conditioning is not going to be a problem this fight. Do you pay attention to betting odds that much? Yeah, I'm the underdog, and it's exciting. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, you're the second, like, uh, Islam's the second biggest favorite on the card, other than Amanda Nunes. Like, I don't really understand that. Like, I think he's good, but. I don't think people are giving you enough credit and giving the respect you deserve. <laughs> well, he has, well, I have what, like 37,000 followers. He has <laughs> like 4 million followers yeah. on Instagram. When uh, the rankings are more so a popularity contest, I'm not surprised at all. Islam is far more popular yeah. than I am. <laughs> how do you see this fight end of it? Like, how do you see yourself hand raised? Obviously, like you mentioned, there's going to be takedowns. I think you're, everyone's, I think it's pretty safe to say you're the better striker. He's the better grappler. I think it really comes down to, what he does when he gets you down, what you can do on the feet. I mean, I, I, I see myself finding his chin, whether it's a TKO or a decision win. Um, I see myself uh, really getting the stride in the later rounds. What do you think a win over him does for you? Obviously, it should put you in the rankings, but I think this win more so than beating like a 15th or 14th ranked guy in any other division. I think it adds a lot more just because of his relationship with Habib, his popularity. Like it does more than beating just an ordinary 15th ranked guy. It's going to increase my stock. It's going to get people to notice. It's going to give me opportunities to finally fight the top 10 guys. You know, I've been kind of just falling underneath the radar for, for a while. And, uh, man, I just want to be able to compete with, you know, like RDA or Paul Felder or those guys. Like, I just want that opportunity. And, uh, I mean, I don't want a quick shot to the title. I want fantastic fights. And the way to get fantastic fights, you just got to keep on winning. So a win over Islam is definitely going to open up the the opportunities for me. The the smaller octagon too. Do you think that's a bit of an advantage for Islam, just so he doesn't have to close as much distance? I mean, I fought in a boxing ring, which is yeah. which is smaller. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to pose something. I don't know if it's going to be a benefit or a disadvantage for one of us. I, I mean, it's just different. I don't know if it's going to be better or worse. Are you surprised this card is in Vegas? Because when they're building it, I'm like, this is a shoe in for Fight Island. Like you have a a New Zealand guy and a Polish guy in the main event. You have like Peter Jan from Russia. You have Islam. Like they're building all these like Europeans and then they end up announcing the card in Vegas. I didn't really understand why it was. Um, I mean, I think they're trying to make this card one of the biggest cards of the year. Um, and uh, Vegas is going to be more in their control, I believe. Um, I'm not surprised I'm fighting in Vegas because I definitely prefer yeah. the closer uh, city. Um, but um, yeah, they're doing a big card in Vegas and they want islam makachev on that card and they also want a guy that's willing to fight islam and so i'm sure that's how the fight you know had uh happens islam's bringing in the eyes and then i'm just the competitor to make the fight exciting do you think if the ufc had their way they prefer islam to win just because they're considering him this like next habib uh no i mean i think it's it's beneficial on the ufc on, on both ends you know islam has the backing but i have the fantastic fights yeah i think people are more interested in seeing how my fights plan out um uh, but islam has that like the unstoppable kind of record you know and so he gets the decision wins and he has the following i get the fantastic wins and i'm here to build my following so i think the ufc is gonna uh you know really benefit from you know either of us winning just a few more things as we'll see you get your hand raised March 6th. Like it's obviously a big statement win. Like how quickly would you want to turn this around? Cause I wouldn't be surprised you're fighting a top 10 guy too. And later this year, main event in the summer. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I want. I want to fight in June or July. Like I, I'm, you know, two fights a year is not what I feel comfortable yeah. with. I want more than that. And so I, I'm, I'm ready to get a fantastic victory, get on the mic and uh, start name dropping. And let's see who wants to take that fight as a main event in the summer. And you're no stranger to being the betting underdog too. Like you were about the same size underdog against Nazareth Hack for us. Like you've been an underdog other times. Like, do you 
does that add some motivation to you to kind of shut up a lot of people and prove a lot of people wrong? No, uh, I mean, I'm never an underdog in my eyes. Yeah. And uh, my opinion is the only one that matters to me. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, people can just think whatever they want. And uh, honestly, I just love winning other people money. So bet on me, on, on the underdog, and I'm going to win you some money for sure. And I saw your guys' reaction to Corey Sandhagen's knockout. It was like, what, you, Neil, Curtis? Like, what was that like seeing that happen? Oh, it was incredible. It's it's so much fun seeing the guys that you spend so much time with to get such a fantastic victory. And, uh, man, Team Elevation is, is, is a family. Man, we support each other. And uh, it isn't just beating each other up, but it's lifting each other. And, uh, yeah, just that was just a small video clip of constantly what we do every single day. And just last thing, does that add a bit of confidence to yourself as seeing your other teammates put up these wins and put up these good performances, showing that, like, oh, the training must be doing something right? Yes, but I mean, I'm not Corey Sanhagen. That's yeah. kind of a monster. He does some <laughs> real cool stuff. And so, like, I can't emulate that. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely um, fun to see Team Elevation finally getting the recognition that it deserves. We won't be seeing the flying knee going out there then. I mean, possibly, but Islam is taller than me, so I'm going to have yeah. to work on my vertical. <laughs> All right. Well, Drew, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too. All right, we're joined by UFC Bantamweight. Casey Kenny is returning again. A big fight against Dominic Cruz. Casey, how's it going? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Obviously, you get the win last time out against Nathaniel Wood. Like, did you ever think Dominic Cruz would be your next opponent? Not really. Uh, I knew somebody in the you know top 15 was probably going to be next, but um, you know, didn't really think it was going to be Dominic. But you know, when that name came about, uh, no hesitation on my end. Are you surprised he wanted to fight you? Like, nothing against you, but I thought at this point in his career, he'd kind of want those legend fights, like a Frankie Edgar, like an Aldo, like like those big names. I'm, I didn't expect him to fight someone down the rankings for him trying to work his way back to a title. Right. I mean, um, you know, I think he still wants to prove himself and see if he still got it, and I'm definitely a guy to uh, test yourself against, so... Uh, I totally get where, you know, you're coming from with that. And I told, if you would have went that route, I would have totally, uh, you know, that would have been understandable, but, you know, I think he wants to, to really test himself and, you know, not just fight legends, but, you know, fight one of the guys that's an, an up and comer and, you know, here I am. And I don't know how much you pay attention to like betting all this stuff, but you're actually the betting favorite. Like, is that kind of crazy to you? Like Dominic Cruz considered one of the best weights of all time. And here you are as the betting favorite over him. Right. It's, you know, it's a surreal moment, but still taking it, uh, you know, as a normal fight. And honestly, I, you know, I consider myself, you know, one of the best bantamweights in the world. So uh, rightfully so, uh, I'm the betting favorite. And you obviously, Cruz returned after that long life against Cejudo. What did you make of his performance? I mean, so some people thought he looked a bit slow. Some people thought he looked like his old self. Like there's a lot of mixed opinions on his fight. Yeah, I think uh, a little bit of both, you know. He, he, he had a little bit of, you know, little spurts of his old self, a little bit of spurts of uh, being slow. But, uh, you know, the way it finished with that knee, you know, if they run that fight again, it probably doesn't go that way. So, uh, you know, not counting him out. And, you know, he looked pretty decent in uh, little bits and pieces of that Cejudo fight. So, you know, I expect, uh, you know, a tough Dominic. But, you know, I got a handful for him. Yeah, obviously – uh, you don't have to mention any of his like accolades, like the all the UFC defenses he has, but he's obviously well known for his footwork. So do you basically just view this as a striking fighter, or do you expect to uh, initiate some wrestling? Um, I would I would assume that the fight's gonna go a little bit everywhere. You know, if if we stay up on our feet, that that'd be great. Uh, you know, maybe I'll shoot a takedown, maybe he shoots a takedown, but you know, I'm a well-rounded mixed martial artist, and you know, I think I'm I'm great everywhere. So let, let's see where the fight plays and uh you know i'll be ready for wherever it goes uh, how do you see this fight playing because dominic cruz is one of those durable guys other than hudo uh, he's never been knocked out before he got caught in the submission once to your eye favor but like even cody garbrandt knocked him down several times and couldn't even put him away you know i think i put him away uh that's that's what i'm aiming for that's what i'm going after you know last couple fights uh, I definitely was going for the finish. Didn't quite get it done, but you know, I, I'll see if Dominic Cruz can take the same damage that Nathaniel and Alatang took. Cause that's, that's what I plan on delivering. Are, are you excited? It's out in Vegas and not in fight Island. You know, I did fight Island. It was cool. It was a great experience, but now that I've already done it, you know, did it mm -hmm. twice, 
I think Vegas is a good is a good place to go. You know, we only got the two places in the world that we're fighting. I did fight Island. Uh, you know, Vegas is a quick hour flight, so I'll, I'll stick with that one for now. Smaller octagon in Vegas. Do you think that's going to play any factor in this fight? It just like kind of limits because he's known for using his footwork, using his range. Like, it just kind of limits him a bit in that. Right. I think that helps, you know, in, in my favor. You know, Dominic, like you said, known for his footwork, needs a lot of room. Uh, I, I can fight in a phone booth. I can fight in a big octagon, a little octagon. It doesn't really matter, but I think, you know, that definitely plays into my favor. What do you think a win over Dominic, especially if you go out there and put him away, like you say? Like, what do you think that does for you? Because although he's ranked 11th, like, this is a former champion, a well-known guy. Like, it's it means more than beating any other 11th ranked guy. Right. He's, uh, you know, it's, like you said, one of the greatest of all time. For me, personally, it's those are the type of guys that I want to get in fights with. You know, you got the the cream of the crop coming up in Sanhagen and, you know, Rob Font. Some of the, well, I guess Rob Font's been around for a while, but, you know, all the, the up and comers, you know, the new guys, Jan, uh, the Bantamweight division is exciting, but I think it puts me, you know, right in the top, top 10, top five. Uh, you know, I jump right into that mix, start fighting those guys next. I know you train with O'Malley a bit. How important has he been in this camp? Just because he's kind of similar to Cruz, whereas he throws a lot of those same strikes, he uses a lot of the same footwork. Yeah, uh, O'Malley's got great footwork, great movement, and uh, I've been getting some uh, training in with him, you know, of really all aspects uh, of MMA, you know, grappling as well. So uh, big part of my camp for this one and, uh, you know, glad to have him. You had a very active year last year, like four fights. Not many people even got a chance to fight like twice because everything going on. Like, obviously, you get less fights as you move up the rankings. Like, ideally, like, if you get your hand raised here, like, when's the perfect time frame for you to return? You know, summer would probably be realistic. Uh, like I said, if there's opportunities, I'm always ready. I'm always down to fight. You know, uh, October last year was good to me. Just staying ready, being ready. You know, people talk about doing those things. Not uh, all of us get to do it. And, you know, not all of us are willing to do it. But um, we'll see what happens. Um, quick turnaround. Hopefully summer would be an ideal time. Uh, in LFA, you were fighting at flyweight. You ended up going to the UFC at bantamweight. Do you kind of finally feel like a true bantamweight now that you have time to bulk up? Yeah, I do. You know, I'm walking around bigger. It's bantamweights now. You know, a little bit of a weight cut too. And I knew it would take a little bit of time. I think we're pretty much coming up on two years since I've, you know, a little over two years since I've actually made uh, flyweight. Just not making the weight, focusing on getting a little bit bigger, you know, that takes a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like it's it's coming at the right time. And, you know, I feel like I've been pretty much like this for a little while now and uh, kind of settled into it. And a three-round fight, do you think that benefits you? Because Cruz is so used to fighting five. And in most of his fights, like, he normally drops the first or second round because he likes to get a feeling out process of his opponent. Yeah, if he if he starts slow, that's a bad that's a bad move against me. You know, I'm coming out for 15 minutes, guns blazing. You know, I fought fifth. You know, I fought 25 minutes as well. I fought Brandon Royval in a super high pace fight for 25 minutes. You know, pretty much you know in a dominate dominating fashion as well. So uh, 15, 25 doesn't matter. I'll be ready. I, I bring the pace the whole time. How important will your, will your uh, leg kicks and body kicks be? Just trying to slow him down, especially if he is going back to his old softball, that movement. Right. Uh, you know, kicks are a big part of my game, and we'll see how he handles them. But uh, no need to change anything now. What's it like being on this card, too? Like, this is probably going to be one, it, probably the biggest card they do. Like, three title fights. Adesanya is a big star. Like, you have the Bandway title fight. Like, uh, there's a bunch of big names on this card. Right. Uh I think it's, you know, right now, obviously the biggest pay-per-view of the year so far. Um, it's going to be hard to beat that one. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we're kicking off the pay-per-view yeah. uh, as of right now. So that's a, you know, that's a big step for me. First time on pay-per-view and why not uh, against Dominic Cruz on, you know, on a three title fight card. Doesn't get much bigger than that in uh, the sports, uh, sport of mixed martial arts. You're a guy you've called out some people in the past, but do you think this is that perfect opportunity, especially if we went over Cruz, to really call your shot and get a top 10 guy next time out? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm always down for whoever, but um, let's see if any names come to mind on, on March 6th, then I might have to drop a few.
you're a guy too like you put on really entertaining fights like do you think that's why the ufc is giving you this opportunity like you've kind of done them a few favors stepping up and then and all your fights like there's no real boring casey kenny fights yeah i'm not really uh you know putting any putting any marks in there that they owe me anything but uh i think just you know the stuff that i did over october and being willing to step up you know being willing to step up again even after the whole uh the whole fight island thing uh you get rewarded for you know opportunities that you take and uh you know here we are i'm gonna capitalize on it i'm sure easily this be the biggest win of your career but like what's it mean to you to be able to step in there with Dominic Cruz? because i'm sure you kind of grew up watching him in like wec and early ufc run yeah when i decided i wanted to be a fighter back in like 2011 i believe i was watching you know the favorite cruise one I think it was like when he first actually defended his belt in the UFC. Um, you know, that was the time I decided I wanted to be a fighter. So watching him coming up and now here we are about to fight him. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I've thought about for a long time and, you know, it's here. So um, make the most of it. Is it hard to fight him? Because I've talked to some fighters when they're fighting like these legends where they kind of go like, I grew up watching this guy. Like I don't want to hurt them but at the same time like it's my job to go out there and beat them up right you know i, I guess i would feel kind of how uh sand hanging would felt but uh on, on on the other note is if you sign the contract to fight me in that cage it doesn't matter what you've done who you are uh i come with the same intentions and that's to come and hurt you bantamweight division is probably maybe the best division in the ufc outside of lightweight like it's, those are kind of one two so how important is a win here because obviously it's a former champion, but this one gets you in the top 10 where if you lose, it's probably fighting an unranked guy because there's so many guys on the cusp of the rankings. Right. I, I'm I'm grateful to be a part of the Bantamweight division. You know, it's, like you said, considered one of the best in the UFC. That's a division that I, you know, I want to be a part of. I don't want to be a part of uh, a division that's just hanging in there, or, uh, you know, a division. Nothing wrong with that. Just, just me. Uh you know, Bantamweight's hot, and I want to be, you know, a champion of one of the hottest divisions. And something I want to ask you about is obviously, what do you make of Dillashaw, his return? A lot of people think, oh, he's getting that immediate title shot. Like, as someone in that division, like, would you be mad if he goes out there two years, drug suspension, comes back and gets that title shot? No, you know, he was a champion for a long time. I think he, I think he should earn it. Just uh, doing, you know, being where he was, maybe if he was injured and came back, but, you know, got to do your time and uh, but you know, I'm not the matchmaker, so we'll, we'll let them do that. They want to give him a title shot. That's great. Uh, hopefully I'll see TJ sometime down the road too. Is it a bit disappointing? Obviously the biggest fight of your career fighting a legend like this, that you can't have friends and family at this fight. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice. Uh, I was hoping for a crowd in, uh, Las Vegas, but th they'll be watching and, uh, I'll see them shortly after. So, um, you know, pretty much the same thing. And just last thing, like, What's the perfect 2021 for you? Because the win here sets you up for the top 10. Like, other than like, you could easily get three fights in this year and be in that top five a year. Then, yeah, you pretty much said it. If I could get three fights in this year, you know, knock off three wins, I'm sitting pretty good for you know 2022. Do you think you're kind of like a dark horse in this division? Like, no one's really talking about you yet, but I think this is the win where we're gonna get you over that hump and people really start taking notice. I think so. I think if they don't know the name Casey Kenny uh, before March 6th, they will after. And, you know, there's a ton of guys in this division and, you know, I'm just going to keep doing my thing, keep winning and they'll, they'll soon know my name. Well, Casey, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. For sure. Thank you, man. All right. We're joined by UFC Bantamweight Kyler Phillips, who's got a big fight at UFC 259. Kyler, how's it going? I'm doing super great. I'm uh I can't wait till March 6th. That's when I'm gonna peak and shine and uh shock the world again. So I can't wait, man. Yeah, this is a big fight. Song Yadong was someone I think the UFC uh, had a lot of high hopes for. Like he's Uriah Favors protege. When you got offered this fight, like what kind of went through your head? Oh, it was just a pull the trigger, let's go. I couldn't I when I heard that name, I was like, I want that guy. So uh yeah, it's a good matchup for me. I think anybody's a good matchup for me. But uh, at this point, I'm just uh, I'm levels ahead, and I have a lot of elements to bring to the game that they cannot keep up with, and just I just don't see it. You know what I mean? The guy's got a right hand, and uh, you know some cool kicks, and throws a three-two. He sits down hard, and he wants to bang. Cool. There's a lot of guys like that, and um, 
I can't wait to to get my hands on him and, and to show him what's good. Did you expect to get a ranked guy after your last fight? Because that was a really good performance, but I, I didn't like. I'm surprised they're giving you song because you are a very yeah. good matchup for him. I was too. It was my second fight. I wasn't thinking right away, but this is a game of, you know, just you got to be ready for whatever. You guys have seen, uh, even what's his name? There was a Soto. Was that Soto? You got like a one day notice title shot. Yeah. And then that was his first fight. So you always got to be ready for something. You know what I mean? And um, uh, having this type of fight, I don't really see the rankings much like i don't really care about the numbers and stuff but um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna break in the rankings and and have some fun uh, are you still doing work with like uh casey kenny sean o'malley and all them yep i just trained with them yesterday um yeah yeah so how big is that because obviously casey's on the same card as you and then sean o'malley's fighting like two weeks later so you guys are all kind of peaking for that same date yeah yeah um it's cool to have like-minded people around you that to play in the game and you can get your head in the, the whole fight game of, you know, MMA and the three rounds and stuff like that. And having partners and around that that also are going towards the same goals as you in the same division, in the same organization is, is really, uh, it's really cool to have. So it's kind of like, a you know, it's like power Rangers, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And with this fight against Song, like he's obviously a striker just like yourself. Like, do you basically expect this fight to just remain standing? Uh, I hope I don't. Whatever happens, man, I'm gonna bring it to wherever I want it to be, and you know, wherever he takes the fight, he's gonna he's gonna be on his heels, and he's going to he's gonna start to crumble, and he's gonna try to hit me hard, and he's gonna try to knock me out, and uh, I can't I can't wait for him to come forward and try to do that stuff because that's exactly what we want, and. Um, so we're going to start, you know, playing the game, get him checkmate and take him out. Uh, undefeated in the UFC, obviously he has that draw against Cody Stamen. But what have you made of his run so far? Because obviously he's looked uh, pretty good. But the last two fights were kind of controversial. Like a lot of people thought Stamen beat him and a lot of people thought Mar uh, Marlon Vera beat him. Yeah, I mean, it is whatever. And um, I think that a lot of these fighters are they're really good. They're durable. They fight with heart and they have good technique and form as far as uh, – you know, in their martial arts journey, but a lot of them are one or two dimensional. And uh, I have too many skills to bring to the game to play their game. You know what I mean? There's there's too much that I have to offer. And why not? Why not be the champ? Why not be the best ever? Why not? You know what I mean? As long as I got breath in this body, I'm going to go for the, for the top. And it's like, I'm not listening to what other, other people are saying, the rankings, this, this guy, that. I'm putting in the work. I've been putting in the work since I've been a kid and i'm still gonna do exactly what it takes to make that you know what i mean and like it doesn't matter what what it what it's gonna take and i'm gonna i've been taking my time and i've been patient but i'm not gonna settle for less so i'm gonna use these times to capitalize and have some fun and just do just do what i do and be kind matrix and I think you have like a three and a half or four inch reach advantage in this fight. So I'm probably like that's going to be where you can kind of just use that jab and not let him get inside. Yeah, he's going to step. He's going to come forward. He likes to sit down, step forward. And um, he's got that right hand. He's got a nice jab. Nice. He's got some good kicks as well. And um, that little reach advantage will help for sure. But uh, I like, again, I like to mix it up and. It's not just about the jab. It's, it's about so many different levels of, of distance that I will create. And on those opportunities, there's going to be many. And uh, one of those things is going to catch him. Your cardio is obviously a really strong part of your game. Like your UFC debut, where you went three hard rounds. Like, do you think that's going to be a big factor where you can be the one putting up hard pace over three rounds? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it cardio. It's uh, I push myself physically, and it's it is part cardio and in, in the heart and my lungs, and I can push there. But durability and endurance, mentally and physically, I'm gonna just push him and push him and push him, and he's gonna try to come, and he's gonna start to fade. He's gonna get pushed. He's gonna get taken down. He's gonna get cracked. He's gonna elbow. He's gonna knee. He's gonna be the angle. And he's gonna boom, boom, boom. 
and all these things start to just a roll ball effect. He's going to be behind. He's going to get it behind again. And that's when I'm just going to start implementing my game plan. I'm going to say, come on, Song, you want to come? Let, let's go to the sea. Come on, see if you can swim with me. Take him to the deep water. Okay. Oh, what's wrong? You can't swim? Okay, let's come Come to the Rocky Mountains, all right? Let's see if you got balance. Oh, you falling off? You can't play this game? You can't play this game? All right, come on. Let's go fly. See if you can fly with me. Oh, you don't have wings? What's wrong? You know what I mean? And if they and if he does, he tries to bring it forward that that element of he has his you know his things down and he's he's got he's putting me in check. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up him every time. And uh yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. You look at your career too, a ton of finishes. Like, do you think this is another fight where you can get a stop between because uh, beating Yong's or beating Song Yong's obviously a big win, but finishing them is like kind of that next level. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to finish him in the first, second, or third. I'm ready to beat him by decision. I'm ready for any type of fight. But the thing is, once I'm plugged in there in the matrix, like, it's my, I'm mentally there. My focus is going to be there. And that's where uh, I'm going to stand out. What do you think a win over Song does for you? Because obviously he is ranked. So you're obviously going to get a number besides your name. But like, this is a guy the UFC has a ton of hype behind. Um,. I don't really care, you know. I think uh, this win is everything to me right now. But uh, whatever happens, whoever I fight, I'm just gonna continue to be prepared, and I'm gonna take those take those opportunities to rise to the top, and the timing will tell. And um, yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. I'm not looking past him at all. He's uh, looking completely straight at him. But as a human being, there's some abilities and skills that just can't be overlooked you know and i'm taking my time you know uh, what's it like being on this card because this is probably gonna be the it's biggest easy. yeah what's it like being on this card this card's probably the biggest one they're gonna put on this year yeah actually i was um i was like the second fight and then they changed it now i'm the sixth fight so i'm right before casey and dominic cruz so that's like a pretty cool um fight and the app right after their fight is the main card so like it's uh it's cool to be on this type of card and there's gonna be a lot of eyes and that's why i'm really excited to like to go on this and um and just have some fun and try to compete with those guys too you know what i mean like all right dominic cruz you want to you want to fight after me let's do it you want to see some footwork let's go you know what i mean do you think you're gonna have a call out after this fight because there are some bantamweight fights on this card and coming up where a win over song, especially on this card, it could put you right in its good spot to call someone out. Uh, we will see. Yeah. We will see. Do you think a lot of people, your UFC fans, still don't really know much about you? You've only had two fights. Like, do you think this is the fight where you kind of put everyone on notice? I do believe so. So 100% I believe so. This is the fight that I'm going to, to show a lot, showcase. But at the same time, I don't really care at all. Like they're like the fans and stuff, they're gonna be there. Like the people, the the base, they're gonna be there. You know what I mean? As long as I'm doing my part and know who I am as a champion, it doesn't matter what type of audience, because those are not my audience, you know what I mean? So uh yeah, man. It, it, but this this fight will definitely put me on the map as a as a higher rank for sure in the Bantamweight division. Uh, are you glad it's in Vegas and not going out to Abu Dhabi again? Ah, oh, man, I really liked Abu Dhabi. I had a lot of fun out there. I actually got this Abu Dhabi hat, man. Look at this. Ooh. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a sweet time out there, and um, I was actually just kind of clowning around. Even when we were doing uh, the COVID, we were, we did a forty eight hour uh, what's it called COVID uh, lockdown or quarantine and the hotel and like i was getting bored so i'd like me and marcus or marcus and i we started like going to the different rooms and started ding dong ditching the people in the hotel getting our coaches getting um a bunch of random people and then i almost got caught a couple times where i just like would go ding dong ding dong ding dong and would, like <laughs> run out and like try to catch me and there was like these big like i think they're like polish like some big polish dudes and i was like i got caught man it was fun though it was so yeah, back to the thing. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be cool at Vegas as well because I can bring my family out there. 
and uh, some of my friends can hang out and after we can celebrate. Just last thing, like obviously this sets you up March, like when's that ideal time frame return? Like what, what's this perfect year for you? Cause you beat song, like you could easily get a top 10 guy next time out. Yeah. You never know. Just like I said before, you stay ready and don't, uh, but at the same time, be smart. Don't just like go crazy and get injuries and fight, 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 like fight, take your time, fight, take your time. And uh, if you take your, if you're too patient, you're not going to like, there's never going to be an opening. You might have to make that opening, you know? And so this will have to be one of those. And if you're just going, going all the time, you might burn yourself out. So I think kind of playing a little bit, feeling it out and whatever happens this year, hopefully, you know, get closer and uh, we'll break, you know, top 10 for sure. All right. Well, Kyler, man, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. All right, my man. You uh, have a good day. All right. We're joined by UFC flyweight Tim Elliott, who's returning at UFC 259. Tim, how's it going? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. Obviously, this fight against Jordan Espinosa, this is one that's been in the works for quite some time. Like, you two have been calling each other out. Like, to finally get a chance to fight him, what's that like for you? Uh, I mean, we were already supposed to fight. We would have been uh, on the 16th on the Abu Dhabi card. So, uh he got COVID and it got pushed back. Uh, they were trying to kind of coax me into taking another fight. But uh, originally when I took the fight and they, they booked it so far out, I immediately said like, man, that's so far out. He's got a lot of time to pull out. I don't know if I want to take it. They kind of reassured me saying like, Hey, he's, he's backed into a position where he has to take this fight. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And then he got COVID and they wanted me to fight a different person. I can't remember who the backup guy was. And, uh, you know, my coach Kraus was, was kind of like, man, we, we, we said this was going to happen. We predicted it. And, and you guys said that, no, he was going to be put in a position. So I was like, is he going to be penalized? What's going on? Is he going to fight somebody else? If I fight this guy and they were like, yeah. And I was like, well, if he's going to get a fight, somebody else, I would just, just soon push the fight back. Like he shouldn't get a free pass. If, if he's going to fight anybody in the UFC, um, it should be me. I, I waited already to fight him. I didn't want to wait that long to fight him anyway. Um, but I waited already and then he got COVID. So it got pushed back again. And uh, I'm just lucky enough to have a good team, you know, my management team, my coach, like they're, they're doing all this stuff for me. So I don't have to do anything. I just heard this, you know, secondhand. So um, I got the fight. I got an, an extra long training camp. I got more time with James Krause and the team here, more time to acclimate to being in Kansas city and, and not, not in Las Vegas and in the cold now from the, from the dry uh, heat. And, uh, you know, things couldn't be going better, honestly. And just so we're recording this, like, three weeks out, are you still a bit worried he might not make it to March 6th? I feel like, I mean, there's always that possibility. That's just part of the game. So it's always in the back of your head. Um, but, no, I feel like it's close enough now. Like, we're, we're ready to go, both of us. We got to be there. Uh, he needs this as much as I do. And, and let's be honest, like, I could be a bad matchup for a lot of guys in the UFC, but my consistency hasn't really been there. I haven't proven that I can win several fights in a row. So um, he's in the same boat as I am. Like we're not going to find any better matchups for each other. So we both have to take advantage of this opportunity that we have. And uh, yeah, he's in the same position. So I feel like he's going to come to fight March 6th and we're both going to be looking for a paycheck and, this is a good fight, I feel like, uh, to bonus in, and, and I'm ready. I'm, we just bought a new house here in Kansas City, so we could use the money. Is this a fight, like, do you generally dislike him, or is it just, like, more about just finally getting a chance to fight him just because of him pulling out? No, I had I have no dislike for him. Honestly, when I first started talking about coming back to Kansas City, he was here training, and the fight got offered, and... um I called James Krause like, Hey, what do you think about this fight? And James is like, Oh, he's actually here training. So, you know, James is one of those guys, like he's loyal to the people that are there with him training. And I hadn't been there for a long time and uh, the fight didn't happen. And then uh, when I moved to Kansas city and the fight got offered, James was like, yeah, you got to take the fight. And I was thinking maybe he was still, uh, that Jordan was still going to come to Kansas city. And I was thinking I would just soon have him as a practice partner. I could fight a, a bunch of different guys. But uh, then James said, no, nah, he had his chance to come to the team. He didn't come. So that's the fight that we're taking. Um, has nothing to do with anything except for I think it's a good matchup. And uh, we're positioned close to each other. Uh, he got beat by David Dvorak. And I, that's a fight I would like to have next. Or the winner of Joe B. Askar Askarov. Or the winner of uh, Kai Kara France and Rodrigo Bontorin. They're, they're both fighting on the same card. Like 
I want to fight and stay active. I, I'm, I'm running out of time. Uh, I feel as good as I've ever felt. And I want to be, I want to be active now. I want to, I want to hit that three, four or five fights. And uh, this fight being moved back to March has already kind of put a damper on that. So I'm just eager to get in there and, and get after it. Uh, a silver lining of this fight getting moved back. Is it that there's two other big flyweight fights on this card that your timelines would then match up with theirs? That, and it's, it's a bigger card. I mean, there's, yeah. there's title fights, uh, Megan Anderson's fighting, um, Adesanya's fighting. It's a, it's a big card. Uh, uh, I mean, Joe B's later or earlier in the card than Kai Care France and those guys there's, and he's the number three guy. There's a, there's a lot of uh, work happening in the flyweight division and, and I'm lucky to be be put on that. And so, yeah, the time frame couldn't be better. And it's it's in Vegas. It's not in Abu Dhabi. Although I feel like that would be an advantage to me. I've already fought out there. Um, but I have a house in Las Vegas still. I, I have work to do there to to transition back to being in Kansas City full time. So uh, it's it's all kind of happening perfectly. It couldn't happen any better. Uh, and my fiance has a fight late April or right around there. So it's n nothing set in stone. But we have an agreement with that, so we're gonna be we're gonna be busy. Now, what have you made of Jordan Espinosa's run in the UFC? He's two and three. He's been uh, submitted twice. It kind of seems like right in your real house. Where if you get his fight down to the ground, there's probably a good chance he can submit him. Yeah, I mean, but you know, like you said the same about me. Like, I, yeah. we both, we've had that kind of win one, lose two, win two, lose one. It's it's kind of a there's a little bit of a pattern there. But uh, I think my inconsistency with winning and, and showing up and performing has been uh, my consistency with coaching and training. Like I'm on a set schedule right now and I'm, I'm, I have somebody pretty much telling me what to do all the time, like when to eat, when to do, you know, when to train, when to hit pads, when to do strength conditioning. And uh, it's nice to get back into that fighter lifestyle. So I, I'm put in a position now to where I, I, I'm – I don't, I don't see where, where I'm going to lose this fight. Um, he doesn't have the power. I don't think to knock me out. He doesn't have the submission skills uh, to submit me. And even if he did, I don't think he could take me down. So uh, I feel like the odds are just stacked in my favor. I'm, I'm going to put a significant amount of money on myself to win this fight. I uh, I'm investing in myself. I think this is a, a tailored matchup for me and, I'm lucky enough to have a guy who coached this guy briefly and knows a lot about him and knows a lot about the game and, I'm just, I'm really prepared for this one. Yeah, because I know you're big into the gambling. Same with James Krause. Are you guys both going to put a lot of money on yourself then? I mean, I can't speak for him, but I know I know my family is investing in me to win this fight. And I believe right now the odds are even. So yeah, if you get in, if you get in right now, that's a good bet. How do you see this fight playing out then? Uh, he, he's good. He, in the first round, man, he's really fast. He's athletic. He's explosive. Um, so I'm just going to try to make everything like technical, technical on the get up, technical on the feet. Um, <clears throat> I'm used to going in and scrambling with these guys and, um, um, the late Robert Follis, you know, before he passed away and I was working with him, he was like, man, you do so many good things. But he said, you, you scramble like a, you scramble like hell to get on top and then you scramble like hell to get on bottom. So you, you 50, 50 position and fights like three or four times in some of these fights and at the highest level, you, you, you can't really do that. And now like, that's not happening. I'm, I'm taking guys down. I'm getting on top of them. I'm staying on top of them. I'm not scrambling. I'm not, I'm not falling off for stupid submissions. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I feel like my fight IQ has gone up so much and I'm like growing up in the sport finally, where I've been like one of those guys where it's like, Oh, I'll fight anybody anytime for any amount of money. And like, that's so damaging to the sport because you know it, it makes it hard for guys to make money fighting when guys will just do anything and and now I'm not doing that I'm not I'm not taking those risks um, I want to get the I want to get my show and win money I don't want to just get my win money in a in a fight of the night bonus or or risk that gamble I want to I want to show up make way and win that's the easy money that's uh, that's how you have longevity in the sport and that's what I'm looking at now. James Krause too, one of the best coaches, the biggest minds. It's kind of crazy. I've talked to so many ranked welterweights, and they always say if Krause wasn't a coach, he'd be a top ten, top five welterweight right now. But how important has he been in this change, Kansas City? Just his mind. Like I don't know if there's a smarter coach out there than him. Yeah, and it's not just smarts. It's about work, and uh, and he puts in the work. He's not. 
it's not like Vegas where they got good guys flying in and moving there every day because the performance institutes there. Like nobody's moving to Kansas city because there's a, a PI here or because the weather, like it sucks here. It's seven degrees. Like it's shitty snow on the ground. There's cars in the ditches everywhere. Like James is, is building guys, guys that aren't good. He's, he's making them good and getting them into the UFC, including me. Like he's, he got me to the UFC and then I left to Las Vegas and then now I'm coming back. I didn't want to fight in three years in Las Vegas. Um, and, and now I was back two weeks and I'm, and I'm winning fights. Uh, and yeah, who knows how good of a fighter he could be if he wasn't coaching, but there's, it, it doesn't matter what it is. He's, he's the guy, he's going to occupy his time with something no matter what it is. It, it doesn't have to be fighting. I'm just lucky enough that it is fighting. And I'm one of those guys that he's occupying his time with because he could probably be making millions in the stock market if he wanted to, yeah. but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to, he wants to create a world champion probably more than he wants to be a world champion. And, uh, you know, I don't even think that's in his wheelhouse. I think he wants to have exciting fights and win fights and, uh, and he wants to coach world champions, but I don't think like him being UFC champ is like one of his goals. I think he's, he's reaching his goals like slowly and, and he's climbing that ladder, uh, every day. And again, He's, he's occupying his time with something no matter what. And, and I'm just lucky enough that right now it's fighting and, and I'm one of the guys that he's he's putting that time to. Well, yeah, because I've talked to James all the time. And he, uh, the common thing he always says is, if I don't fight again, I don't really care. Like He says he's not ever going to book a fight on a full camp. It's only going to be short notice whenever he has time. And he even said he doesn't care about rankings or a title. He'd rather see guys like you, like Grant Dawson, get to a title shot and win a title. Well, he can't. He don't have the time. Like He's he held pads for me and five other guys uh, yesterday. And then he leaves today for Julian Marquez's fight. And he'll be back once a week for Mondays to train people. And then he leaves every Tuesday for five weeks in a row, all the way past my fight. So like he's, he's only going to be here one day a week for the next five weeks. And on that day a week, he's on Monday, he's going to be scheduled, you know, 10, 12 guys to hit pads with and go over game plans with like, he's, I don't know how he does it. He's on his phone, helping, videoing, uh, I mean, teaching practice, flying for guys' corner. He, how he does it, I don't know. And he has a wife and a kids. Like he, he's, he's putting it out there. And obviously, your fiance Gina Mazzani picked up a big win last time out. Like, how much confidence does that give you? Seeing what, because that was her first time at Krause's gym, right? And seeing how much success she had. Yeah. Well, not only that is like she just she needs somebody to she's such an emotional fighter and, and person. And like, I was trying to coach and be the boyfriend and, and all that. And it wasn't working. And you come down here and James is like, Hey, you have to do this. Um, and you're going to go down to 125 pounds. And like, I don't even think on the, on the index at the PI that it said that she could make 125 pounds, but she had like a 15 week training camp. Almost. She got with uh, Tyler Minton, uh, the melee way. He's a nutritionist. Um, she did a diet for 10 weeks and she made 125 pounds easier than she made 135 and, and she had a six pack and I've never seen her with abs before. And then she come out and she had a, a great fight and, um, and yeah, it, seeing her have the confidence in herself and the coach gives me a lot of confidence because I'm a, I'm a pretty easy guy to persuade. I see the team going at something. I'm like, I'm all in, let's go. Uh, you have to convince Gina though. And uh, she's convinced, and that makes it easier for me to be convinced. And just a few more things is, what do you think of winning over Jordan Dusby? Like we mentioned, there's some big flyweight fights on this card, but and you're obviously a big name. I think a win here, the UFC is going to get you one of those top guys. Uh, sorry, say that again. Well, what do you think a win does for you here? Uh, I mean, it's. I think I'm like 11 or 12, so a win here puts me right into the top 10, and like. I'm not looking past Jordan at all. Uh, I know he's a tough fight, but uh, you know, if I can't beat Jordan, then I don't, I don't belong in the, in the top 10 or the top five. And, and that's where I'm aimed at. So uh, I feel like this is one of those fights where the UFC can, can kind of shed some weight here. Uh, the loser is probably going to get cut. So like, that's good. That's good for me. That's good for the UFC. We, we need the guys that can compete. There's, there's not a lot of room for, they cut a lot of really good guys already in the weight class. So the only guys that are left are pretty good. So uh, I feel like if I can't win this fight, then I don't really belong. So it might be time to hang them up, but uh, I'm not ready yet. And I feel like uh, they're starting to get rid of some guys. 
and a wind here will put me right into the the range where I can get you know the Borak or uh, I would really like Askar Askarov again. I feel like I wasn't really I was in shape for that fight, but I didn't have a good game plan, and and I'm prepared to beat that guy now. And uh, I would really like to get that rematch. Well, yeah, even with Flyer, what's crazy is they caught Brandon Moreno like what two yeah. and a half years ago, exactly. And he's almost won the UFC title. But just to, uh, last thing is obviously Flyweight Division is kind of wide open, like we've talked about. So what do you like end of the year? Where do you see yourself? Because I wouldn't be surprised if you're sitting there with a single digit number beside your name. You know, honestly, I feel like if I can if I can reach my goal, this is the first time I've set any goal, and that's another thing with Krause. Like he's making me set goals and. Like all this shit that I, I didn't do when I was younger, and I see these successful people doing, and I just kind of brush it off. Like I'm doing all that now, um, and, and I'm I'm putting successful people all around me, like not hanging out with people who don't have their plates on their cars up to date and don't have insurance, and like you know coming in and practice hungover. Like I'm not with that demographic. I'm hanging out with people who are, you know, putting money in the bank and and uh, and and making money outside of fighting. And, and I see myself as, as being successful outside of that. And it's put taken a lot of pressure off me, but, uh, I feel like if I can win the three fights that I want to take this year, uh, there's no reason why I can't be knocking on the door at, at whoever's the champ. I don't think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to change. I don't think that the champ at flyweight is going to stick around too long. I think it's going to alternate a few times. So, uh, as long as I can get in there one of those times and, and, and luck into a slot, I've done it before, you know, um, I, I may not be one of the or the best guy in the division, but I know on any given night I could beat any of the guys. So uh, who knows? I might, I might get that strap before the year's over. <laughs> I mean, or, or sooner it's, it's changing right now. The, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's wide open and it could be three or four different people coming up. There's no mighty mouse in the division right now. that's going to hold it for, for eight or nine times. I, I don't think. And almost had it already. And especially with COVID, like you might not even be booked for a title fight and easily can slot in there. Exactly. Uh, now's the time. And, and being active is, man, if you want to make it to the UFC right now's the time. If you have your medicals done and your blood work done and you've won a couple fights in a row, like there's no reason why you can't be in the UFC right now because it's people are falling out every week. All right. Well, Tim, thank you so much for the time again, man. I really appreciate it. All right, man. I appreciate it. Anytime.